What's happening, everybody? On today's show, Mississippi State officially hires Zach Garnett as their new head coach, replacing Mike Leach. We'll catch up with Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators as Florida's the first SEC team in bowl action tomorrow in the Las Vegas Bowl. And we'll get you caught up on the latest transfers, recruiting commits, and more Locked On SEC starts right now. You are Locked On SEC, your daily podcast on the Southeastern Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And what is happening, everybody? Welcome into Locked On SEC. It's great to have you guys along. Today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online is where the game starts. I'm Chris Gordy. Thanks for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. Remember, Locked On SEC is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and at LockedOnSEC.com. Let's jump into it. Let's go around the conference. Boots out to the right. Makes the handoff. Around the conference. And we start over at Mississippi State as Zach Arnett, who has been with the program as defensive coordinator since 2020 under Mike Leach. He's officially been named the new head coach after Mike Leach passed away this week at age of 61 due to complications from a heart condition. Mississippi State moved quickly to keep the continuity going with the program. Zach Arnett said in a statement, I am honored to lead our program. This is an extremely challenging time for both me and everybody associated with Mississippi State football. No one can ever replace Coach Leach and the impact he had on our community and all of college football. This team's full of strong, resilient young men. We're committed to continuing to build on the foundation Coach Leach laid and continue to honor his legacy. Our next contract will be for four years, which is the maximum number of years allowed under state law in Mississippi. It will pay him $3 million a year. Of course, prior to his time at Mississippi State, he had been at San Diego State from 2011 to 2019, working his way up to defensive coordinator before coming to Mississippi State. It's highly thought of, and now he gets a great opportunity to coach an SEC team. And um, look, they had named him interim coach when the incident first happened with Coach Leach on Sunday. With National Sign Day coming up, it just makes sense, right? I mean, when you're going into National Signing Day, you don't want to say, Hey, I'm Zach Arnett. I'm the interim coach. I don't know if I'll be here in a year. It makes sense for Mississippi State to move quick and say, look, he's our guy. He's our head coach. He's not going anywhere. Come play for him. So congrats to Zach Arnett. See what he does as head coach at Mississippi State. Meanwhile, over at South Carolina, Shane Beamer hired Dole Loggins as South Carolina's new offensive coordinator, replacing Marcus Satterfield, who left to go coach under Matt Rule at Nebraska. But since news of the hire broke, it was not widely applauded, I guess, in other in circles, uh, media circles around college football. And Shane Beamer took the media to task. He said, look, I could have easily hired one of the hot names. I'm not interested in winning press conferences. I'm interested in hiring the guy that could continue to move this program forward. He said, we hired a big-time coach. Couldn't be more excited about hiring Dole. A lot of people wondering why Shane Beamer got so testy about it. Look, if that's your guy, it's your guy. Just say, this is who we fired to be ROC. And we believe in him. Got a great track record as an offense coordinator at the NFL level. Expect him to do the same here in Columbia. So we'll see. But uh, Shane Beamer made some headlines this week 
with this testy exchange with the mean the media. Meanwhile, over at uh, Arkansas, Sam Pittman making it official. Morgan Turner will be their new uh, tight ends coach. He will replace Dole Loggins, who uh, left for South Carolina. Morgan Turner is an Illinois alum. He's the son of former NFL coach Ron Turner. He's a student assistant for the alum for the Illini and quarterbacks coach in Indiana State in 2009. He was on staff at Stanford the past two, 10 seasons as their tight ends coach. So Morgan Turner coming to coach tight ends under Sam Pittman at Arkansas. Meanwhile, over at Mizzou, they've lost their quarterbacks coach to Boise State, Bush Hamden. He has been named uh, Boise State's new offensive coordinator. Came to Mizzou in 2020 as their wide receivers and quarterbacks coach. This year, only coached the quarterbacks at Mizzou, but uh, he will head on up to Boise State. Meanwhile, over at Auburn, Philip Montgomery was officially named their new offense coordinator on Wednesday. The program announced the former Tulsa head coach now on the Plains. He was Tulsa's head coach for the last eight seasons. And Auburn started to put together some other pieces of their coaching staff now. Um... On Thursday, it was reported by On3 Sports that Ron Roberts and Hugh Freeze making a change at their linebacker coaching spot, letting go of Christian Robinson, who's a big fan favorite among Auburn fans. According to the report, Auburn is expected to bring in former Liberty linebacker coach Josh Aldridge to come coach linebackers. So Christian Robinson being let go and Josh Aldridge coming over from Liberty to coach linebackers at Auburn under Hugh Freeze. Over at Florida, the Las Vegas Bowl is set for Saturday. Kicking off bowl season, Florida squeaking into the postseason at 6-6. Six and six. Gators released their official depth chart for the bowl matchup against Oregon State. Most notably, Jack Miller set to get the start at quarterback with Anthony Richardson declaring for the draft. They'll also be missing offensive lineman Osiris Torrance. Just getting ready for the draft. Uh, Florida looking to get their second strong win of the season over a Pac-12 opponent if they can upset the Beavers on Saturday. Battle Lines got them about a 10, 10 point underdog or to open the year by shocking number seven Utah to open the season. You know, back at Mizzou, some good news as defensive back Chris Abrams Drain announced Wednesday he is staying in Como for next season. He will be a massive get back for Mizzou, led the conference in pass breakups with 13. At 40 tackles, fumble recovery, was projected a middle-round pick in this year's draft, so hoping to raise his stock and come back for another year playing in the SEC. He's already played th three years in Columbia, totaling 77 tackles, three interceptions, and 20 pass deflections. Started a wide receiver before he moved to defensive back his freshman year, and it's paid off so well. Over at Georgia, Kirby Smart talking with the media as they continue to prepare for their playoff game against Ohio State. He was asked for an update on Lad McConkey and Warren McClendon, who both got banged up in the SEC championship game. He said, we've been practicing uh, to maintain staying in shape. I don't know when exactly we'll get those guys back, but they're not practicing just yet. So that's something to keep an eye on. Let's jump into the transfer portals. Or transfer portal around the SEC. Mississippi State landing a big player from the transfer portal. Kamari Rogers entered the transfer portal at the University of Miami. Now the Mississippi product has announced he is heading to Starkville. The true freshman was the 16th overall prospect to transfer from Miami. 
and the eighth defensive back. He was a consensus four-star prospect, the ninth-ranked corner in last year's class. Didn't see much action as a freshman, appearing only in the season opener, registering one tackle. But Kamari Rogers heading to Mississippi State. Uh, Mississippi State also kept three-star safety Dylan Lawrence uh, playing for them back in 2019. Appeared in 12 games for the Bulldogs, but now with two years eligible, he is entering into the transfer portal. So uh, we'll see where Dylan Lawrence ends up. Meanwhile, for Lane Kiffin over at Ole Miss, he got some good news on Thursday night. His Central Florida linebacker, Jeremiah Jean-Baptiste, announced he is heading to play for Ole Miss. Spent four seasons with the UCF Knights, an impressive career, uh, recording 152 tackles, seven passes defended, two forced fumbles, two sacks, and one interception. One other note, Lane Kiffin had an in-home visit this week with Mississippi State receiver Rara Thomas, who entered the portal. So we'll see if he'll be yet another former Mississippi State wide receiver to head to Ole Miss via the transfer portal. Over at LSU, Brian Kelly losing some pieces to the transfer portal. Freshman corner Jalen Davis Robinson entered the portal. He'll have four years of eligibility remaining. LSU has now lost 13 players to the portal, 10 of which were on the active roster during the season. Other players include Makai Garner, Jarek Bernard Converse, and Colby Richardson, uh, that, who's declared for the draft or uh, will be out of eligibility. So LSU looking to rebuild that secondary. Also on their offensive line, Xavier Hill announced he is entering the transfer portal. He's in a mix to be a starter this year, but slipped uh, down the depth chart. So Xavier Hill in the portal. Over at Kentucky, Mark Stoops continue to add talent via the transfer portal. They landed the commitment on Thursday of former Cincinnati defensive back J.Q. Hardaway. He had officially visited Lexington over the weekend. Played seldom this past year under Luke Fickle. Recorded 93 defensive snaps. He'll have three years of eligibility in, at Kentucky. Uh, their pass defense was second among SEC teams this year, trailing only Texas A&M. And Hardaway now becomes the third transfer added to Kentucky's roster. Former offensive lineman, Alabama offensive lineman Tanner Bowles and Northern Illinois defensive lineman Marcus Cox announced on Thursday morning he is headed to Kentucky. He came into the season for Northern Illinois with 33 consecutive starts at left tackle before he suffered an injury. So that'll be a big piece for Kentucky. Should slide right in at their left tackle spot. Their offensive line really struggled this year. Uh, Florida defensive back Donovan McMillan. We knew he was in the portal. He is officially committed to Pitt. Over at South Carolina, uh, on three sports reporting, South Carolina starting pass rusher Gilbert Edmond has entered the portal, becomes the 10th Gamecock to enter the portal. He was a one-year starter, played in 10 games this past year, recorded 39 tackles, nine quarterback pressures, and two sacks. So redshirt sophomore will have two years of eligibility remaining. Gamecocks continue to lose some big talent. Jaheim Bell ended up over at Florida State. Marshawn Lloyd, the running back, he's in the portal. Austin Stogner on his way back to Oklahoma. Uh, Corey Rucker, wide receiver. He appeared in just two games for the Gamecocks this season. Had one catch for 52 yards and a touchdown. He's in the portal. Over at uh, Alabama, their uh, former starting offensive lineman, Javian Cohen, setting to visit Miami this upcoming weekend. A lot of folks think he is going to end up going to Miami. Cohen started 11 of Alabama's 12 regular season games this year, started 14 of 15 games as a sophomore a year ago. Uh, Cohen, according to reports, had already received an offer from Miami. And uh, Crimson Tigan, after to replace both interior offensive linemen as Emil Ekior 
It's headed to the NFL draft. Over at Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher losing one of his pieces from that big historic 2022 recruiting class on Wednesday. Defensive back, four-star defensive back, Smoke Bowie announced he is entering the transfer portal, appeared in seven games for the Aggies this year as a true freshman. Over at Auburn, some good news for Hugh Freeze as defensive lineman Zykevius Walker withdrew his name from the transfer portal. So some good news for them as he will stick around. And also some good news for them as Coastal Carolina quarterback Grayson McCall is set to visit Auburn. He has not yet set a date, but confidence uh, is high that Auburn will host the all-Sun Belt star this week. Believed to be one of the best quarterback options coming out of the portal. He was the Sun Belt Player of the Year, passed for 2,600 yards and 24 touchdowns. Still has two years of eligibility remaining, so see if Grayson McCall ends up on the plane. So there you have it. This is the latest news going on around the conference coming up. A little bit later, we'll get into the guys declaring for the draft as well as some recruiting nuggets. But first, thanks again for making Locked on SEC your first listen every day. Coming up next, we're going to preview the SEC Bowl game. The first SEC Bowl game as the Gators, Florida Gators take on Oregon State in the Las Vegas Bowl. We'll catch up with our buddy Brandon Olson, host of Locked on Gators. That's coming your way in just a second. But first, I want to remind you guys about our friends at BetOnline. This episode is presented by BetOnline.net, your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. You can get all the latest odds and trends for every pro and amateur league out there from uh, the NFL to college bowl season to college basketball, World Cup, they've got it all up there for you at betonline.net. Uh, they'll also have some podcasts up there as well, some great articles, all kinds of great con- content for you, and they are the fastest and easiest way for you to get your betting information. Head on over to their website today. You can do so on your mobile device. It is BetOnline, betonline.net. It is where the game starts, and again, all the action happening this weekend. we got six bowl games happening on Saturday. We've got three NFL games on Saturday, and if you want all the latest information for those games, you could check them out at betonline.net. Bookmark it on your phone. Head on over to BetOnline. Like we said, it is where the game starts. Also, I want to remind you, this episode is presented by our friends at the Texas Bowl, Tax Act Texas Bowl, Houston's biggest college football event returning December 28th as the Texas Tech Red Raiders take on head coach Lane Kiffin and the Ole Miss Rebels in the Tax Act Texas Bowl. Don't miss out on your chance to be a part of the passion, the pageantry, and the fun as college football season winds down. Tickets, suites, and game day experiences are on sale now at Ticketmaster and at TaxActTexasBowl.com. They're going to have tons of stuff going on. And look, if you're looking for something for the whole family to enjoy during the holiday break, there's no better way to have fun this holiday season. Tickets starting as low as just $25. Visit TaxActTexasBowl.com. Get your tickets and all the details on a full lineup of bowl week events, including concerts, team experiences, and more. So they got a pretty good concert coming up that's uh, going to involve uh, both fan bases from Texas. Texas Tech and Ole Miss. You want to be a part of it. That's the Tax Act Texas Bowl. TaxActTexasBowl.com for more information. It's the Red Raiders versus the Ole Miss Rebels to close out the college football season in Houston. Don't miss it. Rolling along here on Locked on SEC. We're getting you guys ready for the first weekend of bowl season and the SEC. It's the Florida Gators getting things underway this Saturday. So who better than to get us caught up on the Florida Gators and ready for the SRS distribution Las Vegas Bowl as the 6-6 six and six Florida Gators take on the 9-3, 14th ranked in the country, Oregon State Beavers. Brandon, how are you? Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators. What's up, man? 
I was a lot better before before, uh, before we started talking about the game. Yeah, I, I mean, look, here on Locked at SEC, we cover everything around the conference. And, you know, in terms of football, outside of getting ready for National Signing Day in a couple of days, I mean, the Florida Gators have the unfortunate distinction of getting the bowl season started. And I say that because this Las Vegas Bowl is pretty cool. When they announced this a couple of years ago, and they're like, an SEC team versus a Pac-12 team? So many SEC fan bases are like, please, I'd love to go to the Las Vegas Bowl. For some reason, this is like low on the totem pole. Now, in one aspect, it sucks because you don't get much. uh, You don't even get a full slate of bowl practices to prepare for from the time they announce you're going here to when the bowl game actually is. You only get like a week and a half to to prepare. But um, let's talk a little bit about the Florida Gators. We'll get into a little bit of what's happened here the last few, few weeks, but Man, all the opt-outs and all the guys hitting the transfer portal and all this, uh, my first question and serious question, is Florida going to have enough guys to to fill the team this weekend? Yeah, I think Florida has 55 players, if I'm not mistaken, whether it's opt-outs because of hitting the transfer portal, um, draft declarations, injuries that we didn't really know about, maybe happened during practice, we haven't really gotten clarification on, but like, Keon Zipperer got injured early in the year, came back, and is now out for the bowl game. Javon Dexter declared for the draft, but is playing in the bowl game. He's the only draft declaration that has actually announced he's going to the draft that is playing in this game. Of course, there's other names like Richard Garage accepted a senior bowl invite, so he's probably gone. Amari Bernie, Trey Dean accepted a shrine game invite, so he's probably gone. Uh, But there's, I think, two portal players playing in this game in David Reese and backup long snapper Chase Whitfield is also playing in it. But it, it's going to be rough. Uh, I will say I think there there's a good deal of starters playing in this game. It's just you're one or two injuries away from being completely screwed. Let's talk about the big one. Anthony Richardson announces he's declaring for the draft. And, and most mock drafts I'm looking at still have him anywhere from middle of the first to back into the first. And you can't fault a guy for, for going pro if he's projected as a first-round pick. That said, I, everybody I've talked to has said, man, I think, feel like he would have benefited from another year of college. Did Billy Napier, I mean, how much did they try to sway him and convince him at all to, to stay and, and develop a little bit more? They tried. Um, I know that the coaching staff tried. I know that the players tried. The players were publicly trying to politic him to stay. Uh, I know Montreal Johnson had that little clip where he was doing a press conference and he was like, yeah, we need you for another year. And then he looked right into the camera and he's like, ant. Um, so they, they were trying to get him back. But And the thing that I will always say with Anthony Richardson specifically or any quarterback really that has his skill set, he is a physical anomaly people his size don't move the way he moves and if they do they can't throw the ball the way that he does so i i fully get it i fully support him going to the draft i think it was the right decision because i think the risk of coming back you know you come back you maybe make another few million dollars getting drafted higher in the first round but if you have another year of inconsistent tape that you put out there it's no longer going to be Anthony Richardson is this insanely high ceiling quarterback. He's this insanely high ceiling prospect. If you have, cause if you have this one year of bad tape, then you could say, you know, it was, it was his first year as a starter. He's inexperienced first year in the system. If he does it for a second year, then you get into maybe this is just who he is because we see all these highly touted quarterbacks come back for a second year. And if they don't excel, then it's like, okay, maybe that's just who they are. And we kind of start, 
uh, or stop loving their potential. And I think that Anthony Richardson is the right move to go to the NFL draft. Um, I, I think it was just too big of a risk to come back for another year, risk injury, risk not improving as much as you thought you would. And then you're a year older, you've got another year of tape and you've got another year of people saying, well, maybe this is just who he is. So Richardson declares for the draft. You know he's gone. The guy who was basically, I don't know if you'd say heir apparent, but the backup, Jalen Kitna, has one of the worst uh, storylines you could ever fathom here in recent weeks, arrested on child pornography. Let's just say he's out. You know, <laughs> put that bluntly, been uh, been dismissed or at least uh, indefinitely suspended from the program. So you turn to the roster, and a guy that people were high on is a transfer from Ohio State last offseason, Jack Miller. There were some people excited about him, but we never saw him. It felt like every week throughout the season, Brandon, it was uh, Jack Miller, yeah, he's still kind of questionable. Yeah, he's still kind of banged up. This is the Jack Miller game, right? We're going to see what Jack Miller's got. Uh, I believe, looking at his numbers, in his time as an Ohio State backup, 7 of 14 for 100 yards. Um, no sacks in there, so that's a positive, but no idea what we're, what to expect from Jack Miller, right? Yeah, no, it's an interesting one because he came in as it was supposed to be Anthony Richardson, Emory Jones, Jack Miller the third competing for a starting quarterback spot. Then Emory went to two practices and then hit the portal. And then it was Anthony Richardson and Jack Miller III competing for a starting quarterback spot. And by the end of spring ball, it was, is Jack Miller III even the second best quarterback on this team? Because Jalen Kidna was was showing up. Um, So Jack Miller III went through spring camp, rather lackluster performances there. And then he got injured during fall camp. He injured his thumb. He needed surgery on his thumb. And it took way longer than expected for him to get back to full strength. And a lot of that is when you mess up your thumb, that's obviously how you grip a football as a quarterback. So he couldn't really get that grip strength going. He looks like he's good to go now. Um, we'll, we'll see just how full strength he is. I'd imagine he, he is completely healthy. This is a thumb surgery that happened a, a third of a year ago at this point, like it happened a while ago. So it, it's been a bit that, uh, that he's been able to recover here, but either way, I think that this is Jack Miller, the third's a true audition to go into spring ball, leading that quarterback one race because Florida's quarterback room, incredibly young, incredibly inexperienced. And either way, someone has to be a starting quarterback on this team at some point. You might as well give it to the guy that, for now, you were expecting to compete for the starting quarterback job going into the year. Yeah, Justin Shorter also heading off to the draft. I mean, it's just, you know, it's going to be a bare-bones product, but I got to think the the run game, I mean, they got some good running backs back there. This is going to be Florida leaning heavily on the run game Saturday, right? Oh, yeah. I I fully expect to see – you know, 18 plus carries for both Montreal Johnson and Trevor Etienne. It's it, it's the thing they're one good at and two being forced to do based on just who's there and who's not. Let's talk a, a little bit about just uh, some of the other guys who who declared for the draft. Uh, Osiris Torrance, it was a very quick one year in, one year out there. Uh, any surprises of guys who are, who are heading off to the draft or basically as expected? I think so far it's as expected. The biggest surprise for me was just the people who did pl- who are playing in the bowl game and who opted out. I was fully confident Javon Dexter wasn't going to play in the bowl game, and I was fully confident Ventra Miller would, but but they flipped it there a little bit. Um, I get Justin Shorter now playing. You know, he he got injured in the last bowl game, 
So had he had NFL draft plans, he injured his neck in the bowl game last year. Like, so I, I fully get him opting out and every guy opting out. I will say, I wish Ventro Miller had one last game as a Gator, just because that dude is Florida football personified, but no, no real surprises yet. At least I think maybe after the bowl game, we'll see a couple guys declare and, uh, and it might be shocking for some, but we'll see. But so far, so good. Uh, prediction for the game. I've seen the Gators around 10, 10 and a half point underdog from bet online. Um, I'm looking at Oregon state. I mean, they've played two quarterbacks this year. Damian Martinez looks like a pretty stud running back. They've got some good receivers, but, um, any, any prediction on how this thing plays out other than don't get embarrassed. Uh, I'm, I'm taking the under, I'll say that. <laughs> Cause I, I think both teams offensively, they want to run the ball. They can't throw the ball no matter what they want to do. Like even even if they wanted to throw the ball fifty times, their their running game is still going to be more efficient and, and just more productive. I'm taking the under. Uh, I think Oregon State wins the game. I think that they cover the spread, but I think it'll be close to the spread. You know, maybe like a fourteen point win for Oregon State instead of the actual ten and a half that the line is set at. One more for you. We're talking to everybody. Brandon Olson, Locked On Gators. Uh, recruiting day coming up in just a couple days. And uh, I know you're excited. You've been all over this covering the recruiting angle. Jaden Rashada, I know, highlights this class, the big-time quarterback. And based on how Jack Miller looks this weekend, Rashada could be in the driver's seat to be QB1 next year. But uh, who are you most excited about in this Gator rec- recruiting class so far? I will say I think I'm most excited for just the receivers in general. Um, One thing that Florida has had, and I I love their receivers right now, but Florida receivers haven't been especially dynamic, we'll say. And you've got Aiden Mizell is just a speed demon coming in. Eugene Wilson III is climbing up the recruiting ranks as one of the best slot receivers in high school right now. It's going to be nice to get some fresh legs in there that are – capable of making these big dynamic plays and even corner also i'm incredibly excited for jakeem jackson is i know someone where you know he's being talked of as like a flip candidate with either miami or his visit to kentucky i'm hoping that he stays to be a gator because uh he's got great physical attributes i just want to see him on the field in that orange and blue for florida and hopefully for uh for a long time and one more, I know they were losing a ton of guys to the transfer portal. What is it, over 20 guys, I think, already into the portal that were Florida Gators. But already bringing one in, news a couple weeks, a couple days ago, Caleb Banks from Louisville coming over. Is he a guy you expect is going to start on the D-line next year? I, I think so. I, I think that he's going to step into that Javon Dexter role. They're similar size profiles. Obviously, you know, the, the nose tackle role is Desmond Watson's until he goes to the NFL. Um, but Caleb Banks is someone that I think could step into the Javon Dexter pass rushing DN that's really playing D tackle role. Um, but I, I, I will say that he didn't play much at Louisville. His numbers on a per snap basis are great. I think I've repeated them so much that if I'm not mistaken, it's 23 pass rush reps in his time at Louisville, four pressures on those 23 reps, which is 17 and a half percent pressure rate. But then again, that's a very small sample size to be like, oh, yeah, no, he's a great pass rusher. Uh, so so we'll see what he does d- become. But, I mean, I, I don't think I've ever been this confident in a Florida coaching staff to get the most out of their players. 
Yeah, the interesting part with with Florida, at least, you know, it's going to be Jaden Rashada, Jack Miller next year. I'm sure they'll hit that transfer portal up. DJ Lagway, a uh, recruit already for the class of 2024, big five-star quarterback coming in. I saw Emory Jones is entering the portal again from Arizona State. Any interest? You want to bring him back for one more run? If he wants to play receiver, sure, he can come <laughs> back. But he will not be quarterback for my team, I promise you. All right, Brandon Olson of Locked On Gators. He is so excited for this big-time SRS Distributions Las Vegas Bowl. Uh, hey, at least Billy Napier looks the part, unlike uh, Oregon State's coach. He looks like he's, <laughs> looks like he's in Vegas on a finance uh, you know, conference or something. But uh, shout-out Billy Napier. Let's see if he can get this thing started. We don't want to start this thing on the wrong foot, Brandon. We don't want the SEC to start 0-1 into bowl season. It's not going to be a good look for anybody. So let's go get a Gator victory, and uh, we'll roll into the offseason feeling good, right? Hope so, but I, I'm a bit worried. <laughs> it won't go the way we want it to go. All right, check about Brandon Olson. Uh, Locked on Gators, wherever you find your podcast. More after this. I want to remind you guys, if you are hanging out with some friends this holiday season, putting back a few drinks, a few drinks can become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end and people start to head out, you think of calling for a ride, but you think, nah, I live nearby. You can make it home. It's no big deal. What are the odds you get pulled over anyway? And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up. You lose your license. You lose your job. You total your car, you kill someone, everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to help save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, and plan ahead to get a ride home this holiday season. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever drive sober or get pulled over this message brought to you by nhtsa drive sober or get pulled over thank you guys again for making locked on sec your first listen every day got a couple more nuggets we want to get in before we get out of here thanks again to our buddy brandon olson for joining us but let's start with guys declaring for the NFL draft over at Tennessee. Darnell Wright, been a big key, key piece of Tennessee's offensive line the last couple of years, uh, keeping Hendon Hooker upright. Wright announced he is declaring for the NFL draft, revealed he will take the field for the Vols in the Orange Bowls. Playing in the bowl game will be big for Darnell Wright, trying to improve his draft stock with Joe Milton. Uh, he will take over a quarter or continue playing a quarterback with Hendon Hooker out. Orange Bowl against Clemson set for 8 o'clock Eastern on Friday, December 30th on ESPN. Over at South Carolina, defensive back Darius Rush announced he is entering the NFL draft. Rush talked about his time with the Gamecocks as a dream come true, reflecting on his time in Columbia, closed out the season with 38 tackles, seven passes defended, two interceptions, and a forced fumble. Finishes out his college career four seasons with the Gamecocks, 75 combined tackles in his career. So best of luck to Darius Rush heading off to the next level. Some good defensive backs coming out of South Carolina in recent years going off to the NFL. Over at Kentucky, defensive back Carrington Valentine announced Thursday he is declared for the NFL draft. He will not play in the Music City Bowl against Iowa. He said in a statement, I truly believe that I have accomplished all there is to accomplish at the collegiate level and therefore 
will forego my final year of eligibility and head to the NFL. Wish all my teammates the best of luck in the Music City Bowl. Valentine recorded 46 tackles, nine passes defended, a sack, and a fumble recovery this season. Back over to Tennessee. The Vols preparing for the Orange Bowl. Jalen Hyatt announced on Twitter this week he is opting out of the bowl game, declaring for the NFL draft. The uh, stud wide receiver made some history this year and uh, became the 13th player in program history to achieve unanimous All-America status. Hyatt had already been voted to the first team of all five of the NCAA-recognized All-America football teams before being named to the American Football Coaches Association first team on Wednesday. Became the first Tennessee player to earn consensus All-American honors since Eric Berry back in 2009 and the first receiver to accomplish the feat. He also became the first Bolitnikoff Award recipient in Vols history during their 10-2 season. In recruiting news, some good news for Brian Kelly and company on Thursday as Javian Toviano announced he is headed to LSU. The blue chip defensive back from Dallas, Texas, announced his commitment to LSU. He had 34 scholarship offers from all over the country, including the SEC. His uh, ceremony was streamed on YouTube. He's listed at six feet tall, 185 pounds on 24-7 composite ratings. He is four-star recruit, the number six cornerback in this recruiting class. So LSU now 25 total commits and still adding to their class. Some good news for the Vols as Arian Carter announced his commitment this week to play for the Vols. Four-star recruit, linebacker out of Smyrna, uh, Tennessee, Chose the Vols over Alabama and Ohio State. Picked up an orange Tennessee hat at his recruiting ceremony. Put it down, grabbed the other two, put them down, finally put the Tennessee hat from under the table and put it on his head. He's the number 13 linebacker in the country, number two player in the state of Tennessee. And now the Vols have uh, 25 commitments as of this recording. They're ranked number nine in the 24-7 sports composite rankings. Some good news for Zach Arnett. Mississippi State landed a verbal commitment from Luke Evans. Announced his decision on Twitter on Thursday. His pledge to Mississippi State becomes the 22nd player to commit to Mississippi State. The first to do so under new head coach Zach Arnett. He's a three-star recruit, six foot one, 165 pounds, transferred from Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida. To play for Shamanad Madonna this year, considered the nation's number 53 cornerback in the nation. So congrats to Zach Arnett and company at Mississippi State. And there you have it. That is the latest news going on around the conference. I want to thank you guys for making Locked On SEC your first listen every day. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's going to do it for this edition of Locked On SEC. We'll talk to you guys on Monday. We'll recap Florida in the Las Vegas Bowl, get you set for some of the bowl games happening next week, and, of course, keep you up to date on all the latest moving and shaking around the transfer portal, more uh, NFL draft commit or uh, declarations, and, uh, of course, National Signing Day coming up in just a couple of days. We'll get you caught up on all the latest recruiting news as well right here on Locked on SEC. I'm Chris Gordy. We'll talk to you guys on Monday.